Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. At harvest time one day during the reign of King Stephen, which was 1135 to 1154 AD, the villagers of Woolpit discovered two children, a brother and a sister, beside one of the wolf pits that gave the village its name. Their skin was green, they spoke an unknown language, and their clothing was unfamiliar. Ralph of Cogshull reports that the children were taken to the home of Richard de Calm. Ralph and William of Newbert, another gentleman involved in this story, agreed that the pair refused all food for several days until they came across some raw broad beans, which they consumed eagerly. The children gradually adapted to normal food and in time lost their green color. It was decided to baptize the children, but the boy, who appeared to be the younger of the two, was sickly and died before or soon after the baptism. After learning to speak English, the children, Ralph says, just the surviving girl, explained that they came from a land where the sun never shone and the light was like twilight. William says the girl called their home St. Martin's Land. Ralph adds that everything there was green. According to William, the children were unable to account their arrival in Woolpit, they had been herding their father's cattle when they heard a loud noise, and according to them, it sounded like the sound of bells. And suddenly, they found themselves by the wolf pit where they had been found. Ralph says that they had become lost when they followed the cattle into a cave, and, after being guided by the sound of bells, eventually emerged into Woolpit. Stay tuned to hear more about this on The Reluctant Historian. What's up, everybody? I am Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian, Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. We'd like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement in recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. Okay, so I did tell you the whole story, but do you have any guesses about what we're talking about? Well, I originally was going to say it was wolf children that fell into radioactive waste and got superpowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm unsure. Yeah? Because you added the part about them coming from Greenland. Okay. That's where they come from, right? Uh, they come from a land where the ice and snow and the hilltops are. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> oh, who sings that? Led Zeppelin. Um Oh, hills, or is that something? That's else? a different song. Yeah, <laughs> no, they come from a land where everything is green, um, and the light, the sun never shone, and the light was like twilight. So mm. yeah, a green land. Green land. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I don't. It sounds like some sort of alien, alien shit. Could be. We don't know. So, oh, oh, good. It's one of those <laughs> that ends in we don't know. <laughs> well, I think we can make an educated guess. But we are going to be talking about the story um, known as the Green Children of Woolpit. Mm. So I did basically tell the whole story. Oh, but, well, we'll so see you next week, yeah, how I great guess. <laughs> no, we'll dive into some of like the theories and thoughts behind it yeah. and like what it could be. But um, it's a short one. It's a short one today. Well, 
some people like really short ones. Some people do. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, some say it can be just as satisfying. As a long one. As a long one. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My throat's really scratchy. This, the, the, um, it's, weird, it's weird that you I'll, you paired that with well, after no, I was talking. Well, no, because it's on my brain, and so I've been thinking about it. Because Alberta's on fire, so right. it's like kind of like in my throat right now. So I'm like... Yeah. You okay? I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. We were but, talking about dicks, basically. And well, then I wasn't. Just, I was talking about length of podcast episodes, so I don't know what you were talking about. Dicks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So... <laughs> yeah. So what's your golden nugget? Uh, Zelda. Uh, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the new Zelda came out and... Yeah, it came out on Friday and when I woke up, the second thing, not the first thing, I don't remember what I said the first thing I said to him, but the second thing I said to you was, happy Zelda day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fantastic. I get to, um, uh, you know, it's been six years since the last, like, big Zelda, so it's, like, you know, freaking dope that getting, getting to go back to the world and yeah. just, like... Um, get lost in it for like at least a hundred hours, you know. Does that how long it takes to play it? Uh, no, I mean you can make it take that long. I'm going to. No, I, I think yeah. you should. Yeah, it's like I'm kind of looking at it as not trying to get to the end of the game, but just kind of exploring just the, the world. Journey. And you know yeah. what? The thing is, since you've been on your ADHD medication, mm-hmm. I've seen that be a thing that you're more engaged with doing. And maybe it's just the games that you've been playing, like the Harry Potter game and this game, and mm-hmm. and and even um. Uh, Ragnarok you've been very engaged in the side see because I'm always a side quest type person Mm -hmm. and you never really were when we first got married and now you're more into the the journey rather than the end could also be that uh games are so goddamn expensive now that I'm like (laughs) I'm gonna make this hundred dollars last because this 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 Zelda game this is a uh it it was ninety dollars Canadian which is ten dollars more than any other switch game like they're typically 80 bucks so it's like it is getting to the point where it's unaffordable to play everything. Like right, so if you spend a yeah. hundred hours in the game, it's a dollar yeah. an hour. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and like for certain games, but you also got it for your birthday. Absolutely. Well, yes, I bought it with birthday money. It, it's uh, with with this game, like yeah, it's definitely worth the money and stuff like that. But then there's are games that are eighty bucks, and it's like I can't justify that. Like I used to play. I felt like I used to play like everything. Yeah, and now it's like. No, there's they're expensive. It's too it's expensive, true. and now with libraries in our city not uh, going to be renting games, ooh, you know. Maybe we we'll have to like make a community library of video games. Hmm. And usurp the actual library, seeing as they're not going to provide that service. That's true. Let's um, do a hostile takeover. Yeah. What's your golden nugget? Uh, so next weekend, the weekend of which you were listening to this episode, listeners, we will be building our deck. So I'm very excited for that. We're going to have a 12 by 16 deck on our backyard and we'll be able to spend our summer out there. Although I'm a little bit nervous because it's a south facing deck. And so we're Mm -hmm. only going to get sun ever. Um, And it's going to be hot. So I'm just going to sit inside and like look at you out on the deck. and like, (laughs) I wish I could enjoy that. Well, it's too hot. Yeah, like. We'll get an umbrella and eventually we'll save up and get an awning yeah. or build a pergola over top of it or something. But yeah. like, it's going to be hot out there. Yeah, it is. But, and, but we're going to build trees. We're not going to build trees. We're going to grow trees. <laughs> maybe we should grow one. I'm just thinking this right now. Rather than two at the back, maybe we should do a diagonal situation. Well, that is one thing One by I the deck consider. and one by the back. That's a good idea. We should do that because then we'll get shade yeah. on the deck. 
Yeah. You hear to hear first, listeners. We're gonna do a diagonal <laughs> tree. Totally. I mean, we <laughs> haven't talked about it yet, so like you don't speak for both of us. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, the deck's gonna be super cool, and then we're hopefully maybe by the end of the month. Have fence, a fence? Yeah, possibly. I haven't heard back from those people, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, they're doing our neighbor's fence, so regardless, they'll do ours as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Oh, that'll be really cool. And then plant some grass, and we're going to yeah. build a dog run for yeah. our puppies. Puppies. Yeah, it'll so be it's good. Gonna really, it's going to be really nice. Yeah, it'll be a nice little home. Yeah. 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 Okay. Green Children of Woolpit. So as we learned from the story, the Green Children of Woolpit is a legend about two children who had an unusual green skin tone who randomly showed up one day in the village of Woolpit in Suffolk, England. This occurred sometime in the 12th century, probably during the reign of King Stephen, as was alluded to in the introduction. According to the legend, the children were absolutely normal in appearance, except for the fact that they were green. They did, however, exhibit some other strange behavior. For example, they spoke in an unknown language and would only eat raw, broad beans, which is kind of like raw peas off of the vine. Oh, okay. I was like, beans. Beans are kind of yucky, but um, we'd like them or they are them, peas? Well... Because, like, if you're just eating beans, like green beans, like yucky. Yeah, it's like green beans. Oh, yucky. Yeah. Like, that's... Um, Maybe they'd never, wait, they wouldn't eat anything else? or Well, they... eventually they ended up eating okay. other things, but that was all. They, the... they just weren't showing what. No, they tried to give them bread in the kit. Well, I'll get to it, but I'll get to it soon. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> we're here, but, you know, you got the sheer script, so yeah. go ahead. Um, But yes, they did get other options to eat food, and they didn't want to. And the reason that I'm not saying what exactly happened, because I, in my brain, I think I remember writing something specifically, Mm -hmm. but I can't fully remember. So I don't want to say it. And then when I actually get to that part in my script, be wrong. Mm, That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so they're eating the beans and nothing else. The story goes that once they did learn to eat other types of food, they lost their strange green color. Oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) well, I feel like that's, wait, is it? This feels like a story you, I don't know, like you eat your greens, but don't eat too many of them. Well, that's the lesson. Yeah, because if you eat too many carrots, you'll turn orange. It's a, it's fact. Like if you've got like a improper diet, like with not right nutrition, yeah, you could turn a weird color. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> didn't weren't you yellow or was it your sister? Doe. <laughs> so I can't do a, a Homer impression. Oh. <laughs> Doe. Is that that sounds like Homer, right? Doe. <laughs> that was good um wait what, what do you mean i was I yellow thought one of your siblings or you turned yellow when they were a baby or maybe it was real no i think i would just they just called me yellow yellow and i said uh last Don't person to call me yellow last person to call me yellow got shot ah so, so uh no uh that sounds josie maybe that sounds like a thing hmm. like that does sound kind of familiar yeah. but uh weird yeah but yes so don't eat your don't eat too much green because you'll turn green. Yep. Yeah. Or don't eat too many buttholes because you'll turn brown. <laughs> you are what you eat. Buttholes are like usually pink, so I don't know what kind of buttholes you're eating. Very dirty ones. Oh god. Alright, so as well the boy was sickly and then died. Hmm. Well, he was in malnourished. Yeah, because he was only eating beans. Uh his sister was remembered as being wanton and impudent. What? Wanton? Like Rapscallius. No, I'm just using big words. What? Um, Frick, what does wanton mean? It's kind of like levacious. Shut up, Liz. God, Stop it. You go. <laughs> you get the hell out of here. I Lustful. Ha- kind of lusty. Ah, so she uh, uh, she liked the D or the V, whatever's her preference, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. Wait, as, this as was a kid? Up. Well, she grew up. Okay. She lived in like... the village. <laughs> um, but, like, it's more than just that. Like, it's kind of like... I don't know why I can only think of big words to describe big words. Right. It's not Cause, helpful. Because you're an asshole. <laughs> I'm not trying to be an asshole. <laughs> and what was the other word? Impudent? Impudent, yes. She had a limp dick? No, not impotent. What's impudent? <laughs> um, like, you're going to hate me. Subordinate? Uh, insubordinate, I mean. Does it follow direction? Yeah. Oh, I got that one right. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm not too much of a fucking dumbass. You're not a dumbass. I just, like, I think it's... I don't know what's wrong with me. You just have a huge lexicon. I do. Okay. So when she eventually learned to speak English, she told the people of the village that her and her brother had come from a land where the sun never shone and where the light was perpetual twilight. She told them that everything there was green and they called it St. Martin's Land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were in a cult. Maybe. Oh, maybe. 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 Where they can only eat beans. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two accounts of this story that are written down. Well, there's more than that, but there's two that we regard as, like, the, like, definitive stories. Mm -hmm. So, one is written by William of Newburgh in the story, in his writing, Historia Rerum, Rerum, so the thing is, I can read these in my head, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's the right pronunciation. And then I try to say them, and then it's wrong. Historia Rerum Anglicarum, which was written in 1189, and then Ralph of Cogshill, he wrote it down in Chroniconium, Chronicum Anglicanum. They sound like witchcraft. They're Latin. Witchcraft. Witchcraft too, yes. Uh, Which was written in 1220. Mm. So there are some passing references to the green children of Woolput in a few other writings. One from 1586 and two from the early 17th century. Generally speaking, this story is approached in one of either two ways, which is what we're going to get into. First is that it's a folk tale that describes an imaginary encounter with the inhabitants of another world, possibly subterranean people or extraterrestrials. Um, So that's we could think of it that way but the one that's most talked about is that they approach it in that the story is real but it's been presented in a garbled manner meaning that the truth has been lost in some sort of game of historical telephone oh i see uh so um to jump back to the cult thing that i was thinking about Mm -hmm. how they say oh you're drinking the kool-aid you could be be like oh you're eating the beans yeah we should make that catch on yeah yeah so the girl who they named agnes (laughs) I've told you this before, but oh, just yeah. to, so, so people know, <laughs> that was that was a nickname I used to have <laughs> yeah. that uh, my uh, extended family would call me. Don't yep. know why, but Agnes. Yeah. That was a... So you're the green child of Wood Woolpit. I didn't want you to find this out this way, <laughs> but I love D or V. Or beans. No, I, I got sick of those. You know how I am with food. <laughs> yeah. But I was eating the beans, you yeah. know? So she eventually told the villagers that they had been feeding their father's flock, the cattle, and then they heard the church's bells and had been entranced, and then all of a sudden found themselves among the fields in Woolpit, amongst the Mm. villagers who were out harvesting. Mm. Upon further questioning, she said that her country was Christian and did have churches, of course, (laughs) but was otherwise quite different from England. To William, she said, the sun does not rise upon our countrymen, our land is little cheered by its beams. We are not contented with that twilight, which, among you, precede the sunrise or follows the sunset. Moreover, a certain luminous country is seen, not far distant from ours, and divided from it by a very considerable river. Hmm. Has anyone ever actually been to Greenland? Yes. (laughs) Do you have proof of that? No. I rest my case, Your Honor. (laughs) Uh, I think they're just from Greenland. 
Well, it's not very really close to England, though. Like, yeah, to... well, they were also teleported. So That's true, yeah. There's right. like, there can be multiple things in this story. I Absolutely, like. yeah. But no one ever actually found out where the green children of Woolput came from. Agnes Except then until Dakota. Until Dakota told us. Agnes apparently then went on to live a fairly normal life. Just a uh, very lustful life. Yes, a wanton. A wanton. Yes. She's wanton for cock. Stop. Or V. <laughs> I'm trying to be politically Thank uh, you. correct. She yeah. she could want either. Or both. Or both. So today there are a few explanations for the children's skin, clothing, and language. If we choose to believe that the story is fact and not fiction. The first explanation is that they may have been poisoned with arsenic and left to die. Mm. This mm. could explain their green skin. However, it doesn't really explain why they didn't speak English and would only eat beans. A second explanation for the green skin could be chlorosis, or also known as hypochromic anemia, which is a disease in which red blood cells are paler than normal and would make people's skin a strange color. So it often happened around this time period that people would have strange colored skin. Oh. Um, the disease results from malnutrition, and it may explain why their green skin faded away as they adjusted to a better diet. That that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But neither of these explanations uh, talks about the strange language and weird clothes that they were wearing. Mm-hmm. So some historians think that maybe they were the children of Flemish immigrants who were killed by King Stephen or King Henry II. Flemish? So Dutch. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. So what the villagers of Woolput took to be incoherent gibberish mm-hmm. was actually Dutch. And the twilight they described could have been the nearby Thetford Forest where Flemish immigrants had settled. Because for, to give some more background here, around this time there was a civil war a-brewing and a significant, <laughs> stop it, and a significant battle had occurred near Suffolk. The rebel forces were made up of a large number of Flemish mercenaries that were eventually defeated by the royal forces of England. The mercenaries were then slaughtered, and as a result, there was a large amount of violence perpetuated against Flemish fe- settlers in the area. So it could be that the green children were some of those settlers' kids whose parents had been murdered, and then the kids fled and eventually wandered into Woolpit. Hmm. So trauma, trauma. made them yeah. say that they, uh, you know, all this shit happened, and then they blacked out getting to <laughs> getting to England. Well, no, they were in England. Or, well, whatever they were, they were. They blacked out, so they didn't know. Yeah, so they... They heard the bell. Yeah. That was the trauma kicking in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, all their parents were slaughtered while they were blacking it all out. Yes. And then they, wo- then they were like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Problems with this theory, though, mm. are that the children were taken in by a highly educated knight who would have been able to pinpoint the Flemish language had he heard it. And then if the children did, in fact, have green skin, the ch- entire population in that area should have also had green skin. Right. Mm, so my nuclear waste theory, maybe. Yeah. Oh, but what about aliens? What about them? So it could have been... Wait, wait oh, you're, you no, got you, a thing. No, you go. You tell me your thing. No, no. I'm just saying, like... Like, why are you throwing that at me? I think it's nuclear waste. I don't think it's aliens. <laughs> so the alien theory was actually first suggested in 1621 by a man named Robert Burton, who had written in The Anatomy of Melancholy, mm. stating that the children's skin, language, and clothing was a sure sign that they, quote, fell from heaven. And although there is not much evidence to support this theory, we can point out that little green children and little green men from Mars do have some overlap. They're both green. 
Right. I I was going to say they both eat beans. <laughs> <laughs> In 1996, in the magazine Analog, astronomer Duncan Lunan also spoke about this theory, hypothesizing that the children were accidentally transported to Woolpit from their extraterrestrial home planet, which may have been trapped in a synchronous orbit around the sun, presenting the conditions for life only in a narrow twilight zone between a fiercely hot surface and a frozen dark side. He went on again to include these claims in his 2012 book, Children from the Sky. This book was written about them? Or... Yeah. Oh, wow. That's... Uh... So he thinks they're aliens yeah, i, I don't know whole, how much like you had a whole book on this yeah i don't really we know got how 20 minutes on this <laughs> <laughs> i think it's maybe partly fiction i don't know i haven't read it well i mean i don't know if yes fiction in the sense that he this isn't necessarily a fact it's what he thinks could, yeah. could have happened yeah. which would be the that they were brought here by aliens yeah yeah um it's kind of like when you you know you have a parent like you know loses loses uh one of their kids or something like that it's like shit i think we lost them on earth you know <laughs> yeah damn it that would be really shitty well i i live here and i can say yes yes it is <laughs> of course there are some that also say the green children of woolpit never existed mm. to william of newber who chronicled their story this is of no matter in his account of the children, he wrote, Let everyone say as he pleases and reason on such matters according to his abilities. I feel no regret at having recorded an event so prodigious and miraculous. And indeed, the story of the green children of Woolput has endured for over eight centuries. And while the real facts may never be known, it has provided the inspiration for numerous poems, novels, operas, and plays across the world, and now this podcast. So, Dakota, what do you think? Where do you think they came from? Well, what do you think their dealio is? First, I, I want to say the fact that he used the word prodigious makes him pretentious. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I I think the... the this is tough. Because there's, like, I think one thing, and then I'm like, ah, but there's this other thing that doesn't fully add up. So, like, I like the theory about it being kind of trauma-related. Yeah. Like, the, that they just, like blacked all of that yeah. awful shit out um but is that how trauma works it can okay because i was like because isn't because oftentimes and there's a whole other thing but isn't oftentimes tra trauma the stuff that comes afterwards of the event that you're dealing with yeah but you can block it out in that moment yeah right so i like that <laughs> sorry my, my my mic just went limp guys <laughs> um it's coming off of this. Okay. okay. I'll just go like this. So, sure, sorry. Uh, apologies if the sound changes here. Uh, my uh, uh, my microphone just started falling towards <laughs> me. It was like this doesn't this doesn't do this do, this doesn't do it for me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, which actually is a testament to how hot our content is i guess because totally. it's st it's stood at, at, at tension for all of these episodes it really has so i i mean i don't know i'm sure there's just a lot of fabrication of what actually happened mm -hmm. um like yeah the, the even them being green to what extent right were like they a little pale were they? like were yeah. they like you know just a little bit yeah. discolored like they looked sickly yeah or were they just like you know fluorescent green. green yeah right or like i don't know i'm just gonna throw this out there radioactive <laughs> green 
I don't know. There's, it's just words that come to mind. Right. You know? Right. 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 So. I don't know. I'm inclined to think that there are parts that maybe happened, but like, well, like he said, like the game of telephone. Yeah. Right. I think that that's likely uh, what 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 happened. Is yeah. It's like, yeah, it just comes on getting yeah. more and more embellished. Yeah. Well, and I think. You know, he was writing it a little bit later, and that's the closest that we have to the event. Mm-hmm. Um, but he even wasn't writing it at the time. So, right. Um, no, I agree with you. I think probably trauma. The Flemish people got massacred. The kids were like, Ugh, and then got lost in the woods and were malnutritioned. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they were in a Christian cult. Yeah. <laughs> Eating beans. Eating the beans. Yes. Yeah. Never eat the beans. Never eat the beans. So, what do you think? I give this a 6.7 superhero wolf children <laughs> out of 10. Perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't, I was really interested to research this one. And then when I started getting into it, I was like, oh, there's actually not a lot here. Yeah. Like, not a lot. So, Because sometimes I've, like, looked into things and I'm like, oh, there's way more here than I was expecting. This one, I couldn't even get it to more than four pages. Like, it's about three and a half pages. We should have read that guy's book. He probably did like 200 on it. I should have read his book. What was I thinking? I did not prepare appropriately. Yeah. But anyways, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's... It it is interesting. It's just one of those things that is like, it's not... It's not like a, this happened. This definitively happened. Which you love. I love that so much. So it's like, I don't know. This seems too... I don't know. It's, It's like... It's kind of wild, but it's like not too too wild. Like right. it's it's like it's it's kind of the, the in between be, between being like this is fucking crazy yeah. and, and and not at all. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review or tell your friends about us because any podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian. So we'll see you in two weeks. Same time, same place. And please, for the love of God. Or beans. Well, no, no, not for the love of beans. I was going to say don't eat the beans. (laughs) (laughs) I ruined your joke. Don't don't listen to her. (laughs) Don't eat the beans. She's a pusher. 